Hey, you're listening to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime, where my ultimate goal is to help people unlock their potential, passion, and purpose in the meantime. Because ultimately, when I do that, I feel like I'm unlocking mine as well. So the main goal is for us to live as healthy and as fulfilled in all six major components of our life. I'll get into those components later. But the last two weeks, I've been talking about uh, two specific things. When I do some research, I found that the main thing that people want, they say that young people want. I think this is across the board. I think everybody uh, desires these two things. And the main things are happiness and significance, right? You can call significance, fulfillment, whatever, but they want to contribute. They want to matter to the people around them. And we know that both of those things can have paths that are destructive, that actually lead you, they maybe seem popular, but maybe lead you down the wrong path. But then there is a path that I think that, yes, happiness and significance uh, are a part of the journey. And it's a path that uh, we should all hopefully kind of begin to walk down in the meantime. So two weeks ago, I talked a little bit about happiness. And I said that, hey, if your happiness is connected to your happenings, like what's happening around you, then obviously it's going to be fleeting. It's going to be fickle. As a Christian, as someone who, not just a Christian, but literally someone who is trying to become more like Jesus, be closer to him, to mimic his lifestyle and his his habits and who he is and trusting that, yeah, he is God, then I believe there are certain things he gives you. That, that when you trust in him, you're given righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness meaning simply that you are right with God. And when you're right with God, you're going to be right in your soul. And then the other two emotions are peace and joy. That's pretty awesome. So that emotional state that's given to us, my argument is that as other people uh, see you living life in the world, they're going to say, man, that's a happy person. That person is is full of happiness. And I would say, yeah, you, you are right. And here's where my source is. I've been given this gift of righteousness, peace, and joy. Last week, I started what's going to be a, a, a good while conversation around significance and how we ultimately get there, right? And so my little tagline is helping people unlock their potential, passion, and purpose. And I know it can sound a little cliche. It can sound a little like, oh yeah, we all get it. But if you really break it down, I think those three things in that order are what le- lead to a significant life. And if I asked you, if we were at coffee or if we were eating dinner and I said, hey, do you want to live up to what you feel like uh, your potential could be? You'd be like, yeah, absolutely. And do you want to be a passionate person? No doubt. And do you want your life to be full of purpose? The answer is going to be yes. So even though it's maybe cliche and sometimes even a little cheesy, I think that it's actually something that at the end of the day, we all are hoping that we live into, right? So today, last week I talked about potential and that we don't just arrive there, but rather it's something that we live out day to day. And passion is going to be the same way. And that's the second installment of this conversation. And it is this idea that your passion can be unlocked. I love how um, Mike Rowe, the guy who used to do Dirtiest Jobs and The Deadliest Catch on the Discovery Channel, he talks about how negative it kind of is when we tell people to chase their passion, right? Like if you're an artist or a singer or whatever, like whatever, literally whatever it might be that you're passionate about, 
he says, you know, a lot of times we tell kids or people, chase your passion. He's like, the problem is for someone to make that a career, for that to, to become their lifelong, you know, uh, mission, uh, it doesn't always happen. It's really hard to actually make what you're passionate about your career. It's doable, but he's saying it doesn't always work out. So instead of chasing your passion, become someone who just lives a passionate life. So take steps. Uh, involve practices and habits and routines that lead towards you just being a passionate person. So it's kind of just like the happiness thing, that happiness isn't something that we get because of what happens to us, but rather, you know, what's been given to us on the inside. And he's saying the same thing about passion. Don't let passion be something that comes uh, just because you're doing something you like. Let it become who you are. I think this is different for everybody. And obviously, we all have different skills and gifts and ways that we operate. But I think that we can each live a passionate life, no matter what's going on around us. And even if we're trying to change our circumstances, I would just say that uh, I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful that I seem to be somebody who just does live very passionately. I've had a very high energy my whole life, and it's a gift. And the more I study scripture, I really do feel like it is some kind of spiritual gift. And um, I'm so thankful for that. And so I also understand that this isn't something that comes easy for everybody, but I also don't want anyone to think just because I have a certain way of living out passion or someone else that you know has a certain way of living it out, that that's exactly what it has to look like in your life. What I'm really trying to get us at, and I'll talk about it later, is just getting to a place where we have a little bit of enthusiasm for our day-to-day life. Whatever it is we are working on, whatever our hands are touching, and whatever uh, moment we're in, maybe it's work, maybe it's spending time with family and friends, whatever it is. We just want to be people who are just maybe seem like we have a little bit more excitement in us than the average bear, right? And so think about it this way. Any coach out there is going to tell you this, that I would rather have a passionate player who is coachable and, and ready to learn than one who has natural talent but has a bad attitude. Right. And that's kind of the beauty of passion is that passion is usually the difference maker between a starter who's on the field and uh, a bench rider. It's the person that says, I'll go the extra mile. I think that's what passion gives us. So when we look at people and we look at organizations that have built um, pretty amazing things, things that are contributing to the world, that's helping everyone become better. And uh, maybe it's a church that has been built over time, and you're just like, man, that is awesome. Like You can clearly tell there's passion connected behind the growth of what they did. And, and I want to look at specifically the church world for a second, because Right now, when we look at the church, especially in my country, but even overall in a lot of different places, um, there are certain systems and routines and habits that these organizations have that, if we're not careful, we think have been around forever, right? We think that, oh, yeah, like you immediately want to meet a new person at the door. You want to get their info. You want to send them two emails a month, like all these specific things um, for how to keep your church healthy and for it to grow. And if someone is going to plant a church, they feel like, man, God is calling me to plant a church. 
there's a few things they're going to do. They're probably going to go to a church planning conference. They're going to hire a consultant maybe on how to do this best. And then third, they're going to have a really extensive church planting blueprint that's going to help them understand their who, what, where, when, and why. And I think those are all really good things. But when you look at Christianity, when you look at who Jesus is and how it's spread over the last 2,000 years to the entire world, right? It wasn't because 11 guys and a few women went to a church planning conference, hired a consultant, or had a very extensive blueprint on how they were going to do it. No, that's not how the message and the gospel of Jesus spread. In fact, there was a moment where those 11 dudes, you know, because minus Judas for, you know, the whole like betraying Jesus thing, and a few of those women actually didn't have any passion in them at all. They completely were full of fear and in fact locked themselves into a room because Jesus had been killed. The person that was leading them, their friend, their hopeful savior, like their new king, he was dead. And they thought, well, shoot, so is our mission. And so they locked themselves in a room and it wasn't until the resurrected Jesus, alive, touchable, tangible Jesus, showed up in the room where they were, that it became a room that was now unlocked. But also, their passion was unlocked with it. So what's the key thing to understand there? Passion and anything that is going to help us grow, whether it's in our personal lives, or our businesses, or our friendships, and our marriage, it's only going to be unlocked if there is something that's alive. It's only once Jesus was seen living that they now had the passion to begin to spread their mission. First of all, because they just believed it even more. And now they were like, we have a real reason to be living this out and sharing this message. And so I think it's really important to recognize that whatever it is in our life where we want to begin to see some passion unlocked and to see some growth, there has to be something that makes us feel like this is alive. The good news is you are alive. You are literally listening to this right now with your living ears. So that means there is a lot of potential for passion to be released in your life. But we have to recognize that dead habits, dead systems, dead self images, and they aren't the things that are going to help us unlock our passion. There has to be something that makes us feel like we're alive. Because what does something alive have connected to it. It means that there's probably growth there, that there's potential there, and there can be progress. I love uh, looking at old, um, you know, when I'm reading books or, or watching something about a founder of a company, I love when they say, hey, 20 years ago, here's a picture of me in maybe their cluttered office or, or in their garage. And they were like, yeah, we were just a young startup. And I actually spent about three years uh, doing my work in that space. And obviously, 20 years later, they showed the picture of them in their big corporate office or, you know, their global company or whatever. And they say, like, you know, I spent three years in in kind of obscurity, not knowing whether it was going to work or not. And so from the outside, it might not have looked all that exciting. But to them, each day, 
they were doing little tiny steps that led towards progress. And each step of progress unlocked new potential that allowed them to say, yeah, let's keep working on this project. Let's keep throwing mud against the wall till something sticks. And I just think that's a really fun and exciting thing to think about is that oftentimes it doesn't have to be that pretty for your passion to be unlocked. It just has to be something that makes you feel like you are coming alive a little bit. And that gives us the ability to keep pushing forward. One example is, uh, think about a movie that you watched recently or a show that you really liked. Um, One that maybe you're telling people about and you're kind of explaining to them and, and almost evangelizing to them that they should be watching it too. What what happened? Did you start the movie and start taking notes? And did you do everything in your you know power to try to memorize the movie? No, not at all. Instead, this storytelling touched you in a way that probably made you kind of feel like you came alive a little bit. There was something in you that felt excited because of what they were sharing that you felt like it was worthwhile telling with somebody else. So you didn't ever have to put a plan together on how you were going to tell other people about it. You just had a certain type of passion that you didn't even know was in you get unlocked just by sitting there and soaking it in. Now that's like an external factor. And there's a lot of different things in our life that can help do that for us. Obviously, there's a lot of things in life that can do the opposite. And that's why this is such a struggle because we have to be careful about what we let in, right? But if we're looking internally and we're thinking, man, I want my life, I want the needle of my life to move in the direction where all six of my components are being lived out healthy. And real quick, let me talk about the six components uh, for you. I'll talk about them all the time on this podcast because I believe it's where you live, right? You're never going to have a conversation in your life that probably doesn't have some kind of spiritual component in it, mental component, um, physical, relational, vocational, or financial. Those are the six components. Almost any conversation you have, you're going to kind of touch on each six of those areas, maybe on accident or maybe on purpose. And so our goal is to ultimately get all those in a place that are, that are healthy, that they're aligned, that we feel like we have integrity in those six areas. But you and I are human beings. We are going to have moments where, yeah, we just don't have a certain amount of passion unlocked for maybe a couple of those or maybe all of those areas. You get it, right? If you had a long week at work, you come home, now you still have to be a parent. Now you still have to be a spouse and you have to be a friend. And then you have other extracurriculars that you're involved in. And before long, you can start feeling just a little drained. And when we feel drained, I mean, that's definitely not a place where like, man, I'm just so energetic. I'm so excited. I'm full of enthusiasm about what's next. No, usually affects us in a negative way. This has happened to me. It's been 10 months now that I have uh, kind of stepped into full-time entrepreneurship. And um, it has been both easier and harder than I expected. Uh, And there has been plenty of moments, days or even weeks, where I just feel like, man, can I keep going? Is it worth it? Um, And I'll find myself kind of getting in a down mood. So what happens when I get in a down mood? Usually, my posture is affected. I'm going to find that I'm slouching a little bit more. And if I do feel like I have some downtime and I don't know what to do next, I might find myself laying on the couch and I will go to, I will kind of medicate myself with things that are kind of fake 
uh, passion releasers. So like watching uh, a movie or a show or just scrolling through mindless amounts of social media, right? And so I am literally physically, not only uh, am I mentally down, but I'm physically down. And so this is kind of a key factor Uh, when it comes to helping us unlock our passion a little bit. And this might seem like a minuscule example, but I think that it's all connected. I really do. I believe that it's all connected, and you'll see how in a second why I think so. But what I realize is our passion is often connected to our physiology, our physical body, how we move it, how we're, we're moving around with certain type of energy. So what I do and what I've been practicing when I'm having these down moments is I make a decision. Once I make a decision in my mind where I say, man, I got to get up, I then have to take massive action and I spring up. And I just have found that this has helped me over the last 10 months. I will look for something in my home to start cleaning. And usually, because everybody uses so many dishes, that's the first thing. So I will jump into my kitchen and I'll start doing the dishes. I'll rinse them out. I'll put them in the dishwasher. After that, I got a little bit more energy. So I'm like, well, let me clean the countertops off. Let me just get the whole kitchen looking, you know, restaurant ready. All right. So I'll do that. After that, I'm like, kind of, I feel a little bit of momentum. So I'm like, let me check out the bathroom. So let me clean the bathroom countertops. You know what? I know I just cleaned the toilets pretty recently. Let me do it again. Uh, My wife's going to like that. I'm feeling in a good mood. And then our dog sheds like, you know, 10 pounds of hair every day. And so I'm like, well, let me get the, let me get the vacuum out. You know, that's like instant gratification. So let me get the vacuum out. Let me start vacuuming. After I've done that, I now am like, man, the house is clean. I got a little bit more time. I got some momentum going. Let me go get a workout in, in my garage gym that I invested in. And I only hit it maybe two times a week. Let me get out there and let me move some weight around. So I'll do that. Now I'm super jacked up. I come in, I'm a little bit shaky because I've just been crushing a workout. And so I'm like, let me drink my protein shake. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me eat this uh, lettuce that I bought that I probably should throw away because it's three days expired and I hadn't opened it yet. But let me eat some of that. And while I'm at it, these chicken thighs, I haven't cooked them for the last couple days. Let me cook these too. And so now all of a sudden I have found myself just because I made the decision to start literally physically moving. I have begun to unlock different parts of passion in my life. And I think that is such an important key for us because we all have this body that we have been given and we just take it for granted. It's meant to move. And when we move, it often releases energy, right? Like that's why CrossFit people are so annoying and it seems like they're crushing everything because they have kind of tapped into the secret of like, man, if I just get moving my body, start sweating a little bit, there's going to be new type of energy, new type of passion that gets released. And after I get done cooking all that stuff, I'm still jacked up. So I'm like, man, let me read this book for a couple pages. Let me check out my goals. Let me uh, look at my budget that I haven't followed the last few months. And maybe now's the time that we get after it. So all that to say, I really believe that if we just start to move, in fact, there's been studies that say if you're really feeling down and you're at the office and you can't start doing all the things I just said, if you just close your door and stand like Superman or Superwoman for a minute, then all of a sudden it starts to change things inside of you. And I know like that can seem like, oh, that's crazy, you know, weird self-help stuff. Yeah, maybe, but it's not like everyone's walking around saying like, I'm freaking crushing it. I'm so full of passion. So we might as well try some of these little hacks to see if they actually help us right? So as I close, here's my closing thoughts. And this is really good news. And I think it's the thing that I hope 
will make you be like, yeah, I want to start living little areas of my life with more passion. And that's this. I believe that you were created by a creator, okay, with the ability to create. So that's pretty cool. You yourself are a creator. Everyone talks about, oh, content creators or this or that. But like you get to create. What do you get to create? Every day. You get to create what every day looks like. And when we do that day after day after day, we've now realized that we are creating a life. So you get to create what your life looks like. As we get older, it's so easy to just kind of get caught in the mundane and just be like, man, this is how I do things. This is how I'll always do things. And let's just ride it out till the end. And I'm like, man, it doesn't have to be that way. You can have way more passion and enthusiasm for life. And so recognize that each day, I get to create and affect the outcomes that I see in my life. You get to create healthy practices and habits around all six areas, right? And so that is really exciting. And I want that to be the thing that kind of helps motivate us to get engaging with the gifts and talents that we have each been given on an individual basis. And when I think about passion one more time, I think like no one at the office is like, yeah, I just love working with Eeyore type people. No, people are like, yeah, I love working with people who do their job well, help others do their job well, and the whole time they have high positive energy, right? Like no one wants a spouse that is like, yeah, they're just a task finisher. Like all those little fights we get in, you know, as couples about like, did you do this or did you do that? Did you forget to do this or that? Like that's that's not like the main issue. The main issue is that we often give up the pursuit of one another in love, right? And we just become people that are like, well, we're basically business partners managing these kids, managing these funds, and here's a bunch of tasks that we have to get done. I don't think your marriage has to be that way. What if every single one of us decided that, hey, just like we did in the beginning where we pursued our wife or pursued our husband, uh, what if we kept doing that? What if we acted like our 10-year marriage, we acted like we were newlyweds again and saw each other that way? Like That is going to unlock a whole new type of passion in your marriage and you get to create that now you cannot and you can just keep doing what you're doing and feel okay about it and maybe you do feel okay about it but when it comes to living a life of happiness and significance and fulfillment I think it's best if we start to unlock the potential and start to unlock the passion that we can have for our day in and day out life Look at this. This is a perfect example. I don't have 5,000 listeners on my podcast. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm averaging like 65. But you know what? I'm enjoying this. I'm having fun doing it. And I have my other side hustles that give me the freedom to be able to do this. And so I'm like, it unlocks my passion day to day. And so I'm going to keep doing it and I want to keep doing it better and and I want to get more excellent at it. And so I think there are so many different things in your life that you can start to say, hey, what are tiny practices and habits I could start doing to unlock my passion in all areas of my life? All right. Well, hey, uh, that's it. That wraps it up. Potential, passion, now in the books. Next week, I'll talk about purpose. Again, I never... Uh, I don't feel like I'm an expert. In fact, I've thought if I ever were to rename my podcast, I'd probably just call it No New Wisdom because there's nothing new under the sun, but there's a lot of different flavors. And so this is my flavor and this is how I like to talk about things and how I like to get excited about things. And so if it was encouraging to you at all, 
I would love if you were willing to uh, rate this on podcast or Spotify, leave a review and maybe even share it with a friend. That is, you know how it is, right? Like that's what every podcaster asks their people, but it's a great way to get it out there and it helps me and encourages me. And even if you just shoot me a text and say, hey man, I loved it. Uh, and there's never enough encouragement, right? You can text me every day and it's going to make me feel good. And so with that said, go ahead and do that. Uh, also, I'm getting my newsletter kind of put together so you can go to timmyriggs.com sign up for the newsletter there and on youtube i publish this and publish other videos and so you can follow me there as well so i hope you have a great day and in the meantime god is rooting for you and so am i